Hey, welcome back, everyone. Today's episode of the Taylor Fade Podcast with myself, Scott Picard, and my co-host, Alec Byersdorf. As a quick friendly reminder that if you haven't done so, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Bookie Sports Network. You can also follow us on Apple, Spotify, Podcast by searching Tail or Fade Podcast, and on Instagram at the Taylor Fade Pod, P-O-D, I should say, where we give updates on picks, sports news, and whatever else we got going on in our lives. And with that, the uh, go ahead, download the Vookie app today. Vookie Sports Network is all about quick and quality content. We have you covered from all angles of sports content and daily sports news, podcast shows, quick sports clips, education on sports betting, and a risk-free betting feature where you can win raffle prizes such as electronics, everyday items, gift cards, and even trips. Bookie Sports Network is available for download absolutely free in the App Store today. So make sure to check it out and let it become part of your daily routine because fortunately we get sports every single day of the year. Link is in our Instagram bio or just go ahead and search it on the App Store. Download Bookie today. All right. I'm live in New York City. First virtual episode in this overrated cool city, I guess you'd call it. Um, got some perks. Alec is live from his guest bedroom in, in Scottsdale, Arizona. You know, Scott, just to get into it. I, All right, know, let's get into it. I'm trying to stall because my no, team stinks. Let's let's get let's get into it. I, we're gonna get the second game we're gonna talk about is the Cardinals Rams since we have a lot of Arizona viewers. But first, have you thought out yet from the Saturday night beatdown up in Buffalo, New York? Yeah, no, it was cold. I mean it. Uh, you saw me on the Instagram. I we stink. Like we just got our doors blown off. That's the worst beating I've ever taken as a Patriots fan. Act probably in my entire life. It's like ever remember the worst beating we've ever had. We couldn't stop a nosebleed. They scored every single time they had the ball. Besides when they every drive is a perfect e- game. For the every time to their credit, the only thing to we their- were good at was blocking extra points. Nice. Normally in a game. The Patriots, it's like, hey, one or two plays, go your way. Or you're like, hey, if that doesn't happen, or remember, I was like, J.C. Jackson picks it off, we take the lead. There need to be about 47 different things. No, yeah. no correlation to the score that had to go our way for us to even come close to it. We, we just got beat. Josh Allen's very good. Um, if you told me credit the beginning, to the Bills. If you told me credit at the beginning the- of the year we'd be in the playoffs as like a, a six seed, have 10 or 11 wins, I'd be like, hey, pretty – that's a good season, like with the rookie quarterback. All right. But the way we started and then the way we fell off at the end, similar to what the Cardinals did, just I feel like it went from a good season to like an okay season. Yeah. No, and I think that, you know, throughout the success they had during the regular season and that little run they had definitely changed the expectations of the season as well. Um, so obviously, you know, you split with the Bills in the regular season, you're optimistic. Patriots are a cold weather team, but honestly, credit to the Bills because they put together a perfect performance. I mean, they really did. Um, you know, I think I, I was watching a, a show today with a, a quarterback, and, and he said every team in the quarterback is equipped to beat every team. It's just if they plan, if they execute the plan that they have, the Bills executed, and yep. and there really wasn't, you know, looking. And obviously, sure, they could have done some things differently. The Patriots to stop them, but they just it wasn't their day. The Bills dominated, and I and I think the Bills. This is kind of that Bills team that, like, throughout the season, like, wow, they could they showed these signs of brilliance, 
but then they show these signs where they are like losing to the worst team in the league and if they can put that together they're going to be tough to beat the rest of the way as well so yeah. um you know unfortunately you got to experience that firsthand i experienced it in a warm house but hey that's nor here nor there and uh you know you learn from your lessons i'll say this a few things i think aaron Rodgers actually said the pat mcafee show was Every team that's left the playoffs has their game plan, and they think it's a game plan that's going to win. It's just who executes it now. Yeah, it's basically absolutely. What it comes down to. It, it, it's true. I mean, there's good teams lose on on days, and and bad teams win on days. It's just it's just the NFL. That's how it happens. The teams that are left, the eight teams that are left, if they execute their game plan as they hope to do, they will win. It's just the, yeah. the teams are so evenly matched. I mean, truly, and that's where I would go into the argument. You know, do we really need the seven seed? Because the Eagles, Eagles, it, it, it dilutes the six teams that are in there. You know, the, sure the Raiders compete, or not even sorry, not the Raiders. Um, no, the, the uh, Steelers didn't even compete. The Steelers didn't. In, uh, the Steelers didn't compete. And it's like just just the give the one and the seed, two the buy. And if you if you think about it, the seven seed, and each division has what uh, sixteen teams, so. Yeah. You're really getting the middle of the pack in that division. These are the 13, 14th best teams, arguably, in the NFL. So you get a middle row team playing a top four team, and we not only win. one game has been close in these these playoffs. Everything else has been blowouts. It's almost like yeah. you know the college football playoffs being at four when there's just really just one or two teams elite every year, and the three or four get blown out because there's just such a difference. And it's like I don't know. I just I just feel like yeah. Do you want to make it in, uh, the regular season more interesting only- by having one team only get to buy and earning that number one rather than people rest the last week of the year and st- do all that stuff and only t- six teams get in? But it's, I mean, you get a game like the Steelers, and I guess you give them hope and a chance, and there will be some 7-2 upset eventually, but they're just been and bad the, and, games. And to that point, the only time I really see it being, you know, a, a, a needed thing is when the, let's say the seven-team seven seed gets in and it's a Packers team that's without Aaron Rodgers for five weeks or a Patriots team that's without a starting quarterback for like where like the team had to like crawl back because of injuries or, you know, a team that underperformed for so long. And, um, you know, maybe this year would have been perfect for the Colts because they were that team that like started like what one in five or something just terrible. And they crawled back and you're like, okay, this might be the time where a seven seed it's like, Boom! Good thing they got in because they are a good team. Didn't matter. Two two average teams got in and they got exposed. But with that said, heading to the Monday night game, Rams just kicked the doors off of off the Cardinals. I I expected it. I just without Hopkins since Murray's been back from injury, he is just they're not the same team. They're just not. That's the and, that's the Rams team that everyone thought was like yeah. when they got all those trades and they got everyone that's the Rams team that you saw be just absolutely dominant on every part of the ball I and I it's scary because they're clicking at the right time um you know Cam Akers is back which absolutely incredible recovery for what he went through in six months um they're dangerous I mean if their defense clicks granted it, it I I thought the Cardinals were just I mean you look at them they were eight no with Hopkins three and six without them, and they were lost four of their last five. Like, you're talking about a team limping to the playoffs. So I don't value that as like a, wow, what an impressive win, um, just because I don't think that the Cardinals were a great opponent for them. Remind me next year come playoff time, you bet against the teams trending down and bet on the teams trending up. Like, I got to remember to do that. Because yeah. in 
in other sports, like football, and I'm just going to go back. When the Patriots always struggled the last couple games of the year, they always lost in that first round. When they, like, ended on a high note, they played well, right? The I'm trying to think of, like, other teams I remember ending on a high note and, and trending. You know you know what I mean? Like, going the other the, way. The Eagles on a high note win yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, like, I just got to remember, like, teams trending. The, and the Patriots trended last week down ended up losing the playoffs, right? So, and you always you always just think, oh, it's the Patriots, it's Belichick, and that time it was like Brady. But when they trended down, they always, you know, didn't play well. So I got to remember to do that. I'm going to say this. I don't know. I, I actually do know what's wrong with the Cardinals. They just, they refuse to change. They're just, yeah. they're, they have, all right, your offensive line can't block their offensive line. What are you going to do? Let's keep running 90-yard passing plays that take 15 seconds to develop. How about you get Rondé Moore in some jet sweeps, you know, or Andy as well, some Christian Kirk, whoever you have on your team, get them in jet sweeps. Run some a little reverse, run the ball, try to at least get them guessing. They literally just run the same offense, and they don't change. They're running these plays. Either I can't, like, see the all 22, but it seems like they're wide receivers. They have one guy running down the field like a 30-yard post. They have another person running like a 10-yard in. Those take three, four seconds to develop, right? And it's like no one's running shallow routes. Something's wrong with Kyler Murray, and I don't know what it is because he's clearly healthy because he ran that – he's like the fastest running quarterbacks ever had in the history of the NFL when he got to like 22 miles an hour. So his ankle is healthy. Yeah. He just refuses to run the ball. Like – he says, like, he sits there, he sits there, he looks, he can take off, but he refuses to do that now. And he just literally throws all these passes at, into the ground away, or he's about to get sacked and he just like goes down. Yeah, I just, I don't get him. I don't, I really don't because he like, I mean, you're talking about the first half of the season, you're like, wow, MVP, dominant. But then like just everything changed. I know obviously like a, a ankle's gonna limit you, but just the, his, the throwing ability he had was like just so different. Like yesterday, rolling out right just spikes the ball and you're like, what? He like, threw, that's – you're he, telling me that's an elite quarterback? He had like, a 20-yard pass that he threw five yards short. Yeah, it's insane. just it, – I don't know. I think it's tough because I feel like that team doesn't have an identity. Like, with – they just – I just don't think offensively they're like, yeah, that we have a game plan that's going to go in there. I mean, maybe it was just t- poor coaching, but I don't know what their game plan was. Like, they, they didn't have – The last five weeks, they had the same game even, plan. It's like the team figured them out. They went 10 and 2. The team started figuring them out and they refused to change because they won at the Cowboys, who we can get into that is somewhat of a, a, I don't want to say a fraud, but like a little, not as good as we thought based on the numbers, like their top five offenses. Because they play the NFC least, you know, they're just, they go 6 and 0 against the division and then they go like 5 and 4 outside of the division or whatever the math comes out. 5 and 6. Yeah. And you're like, gosh, just, you know they they click at the end of the season because they play division games and and but like you the play Cardinals a, a real team. were just they, they they didn't change their offense the last four weeks of the season they went like one in four yeah. the rest of the way one in five or something like that and it that's what I'm like that's their problem is they refuse to, there, there's always a coach I, I remember you all, we've always played we've all played for a coach if you, you played sports or enough sports and, and played maybe in college high school that is literally like no we're gonna do what we do we don't care what the other team does. We're just going to yeah. run our stuff. If we run it right, we should get, you know, whatever it is. It's like, well, they're making adjustments and stopping it. So, like, we need to make yeah. adjustments too, you know? Yeah, and it's I mean, like, if, if you're, if it's effective, yeah, keep doing it. But, like, you have to have something. Yeah. And they just refuse to make adjustments. Into the point. Yep. Um, into the point you're talking about team trending, like, make some adjustments there. Yeah. Let's just go quickly into the two, I guess, 
boring games of the year, the game um, on a Sunday. Uh, before we, we'll save the Cowboys for last. Uh, Buccaneers dominated. Eagles. Dominated. That was uh, yep. obviously going to happen. Really, nothing exciting in that game, to be honest. Like uh, I took Brady expected. over two hundred seventy-two and a half passing yards, and he had two hundred seventy-one. So that was tough. That is tough. That's tough. Tough. Um, Chiefs I, dominated. Yeah. Fully expected that. Chiefs, you said. I mean, Steelers. Yeah, Chiefs. I mean, I, Steelers. They, 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 you're talking about. Again, a seven seed that you're just like not even worthy of being there. Cool, you know. I feel like it would have been better for Big Ben just to like have that high of winning his last game and all that, yeah. and then just like, you know, ending on that note. But he got his. Did you see their stat? You see their possessions? Mm-hmm. It was like zero yards, zero yards, two yards, three yards, twenty zero three oh. four. Like the first, it was is insane. Well, he. I think his like first half stats. He had like. He's like five of fourteen with twenty-two yards. I'm like, just try to throw the ball down the field. Like when you're only throwing one-yard crosses, like the defense is literally just attacking. It, insane. Um, did you see the stream video that got edited of uh, the guy from uh, Barcel Hank who thought he had T.J. Watt plus twelve thousand yeah. five? If I Watt. thought I, if I, he like twenty-five bucks to win thirty-two hundred, so like over three grand. Thirty-three. If bucks, that happened yeah. to me. I'd have been refreshed and didn't realize it. And I'm by myself. I've been refreshing, waiting for that three thousand dollars to pop into my account. Oh yeah, that would I would I would I would have been I would have cried. And yeah, that's so. that's heartbreaking. But you know what I will say? Like his reaction wasn't like everyone else was super excited, but like he wasn't. Like he was like looked happy, but he wasn't like freaking out. Yeah, but also I think he probably makes a little more money than like three thousand yeah. to him is kind of just like I mean, my, I don't know how much money he makes, but. You know, if three thousand good good money for anyone, anyone kind of likes that. But you know, I think it's like, ooh, like it's just gonna go back into gambling. It's just cool to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. Then yeah, they think, and then I mean, the 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 closest game of the, or not the closest, but the the one on Saturday, Bengals Raiders. And Bengals were up the whole game. Um, there was that that, that play, um, where it was like the rule of the law. I'm trying to remember so long ago, the rule of the law of the rules basically. The refs made an incorrect call, but like it was the right call because it, did, it didn't affect the play. Didn't affect the play. Yeah, so it's so like cool. it's like if the refs made the call, more people would be up in arms. But it, they, yeah, by the law, the rule, yeah, maybe it's the wrong call. But like sometimes, like like it can be both can be right. This had no effect the play. I know it was the wrong yeah. call, but you know, sorry. If it doesn't affect the play, let it go. And <laughs> I agree. I think it, what they did was the right call. Um, yeah. I mean, I. Again, I think the bank, you know, the Bengals showed control that whole game, and then they just let the Raiders back into it. Yeah, got a big play at the end, which was kind of an exciting thing to watch because there wasn't, you know, looking back, I'm like, wow, there are not many exciting games. Um, but I think the Bengals are going to be a tough opponent for the Titans, which we'll get into here in a bit. But then with yeah. the last game, the the Ram or not the Rams, the 49ers at Dallas. Um, I think for and I've said it from the beginning. I think 49ers are a dangerous team because they have the recipe to succeed in any elements control the clock, control the – just control the game. Um, You know, the Cowboys just imploded. 14 penalties, whatever it was. Like, I was just watching the game. Like, you don't even deserve to win. You don't – Like, you don't deserve to win. People complain the Cowboys, like, all the refs are against them. But you're the most penalized – one of the most penalized teams all year, right? Like, that's on you guys. That's not just, oh, people, like, it's rigged or whatever, one – the NFL would love for the Cowboys to be in the Super Bowl. So don't say like the NFL is against – it's like rigged against the Cowboys. Two, before we get into the basketball, for a team that had like a top 
this is this is what I mean by like a top five defense kind of because you had like Diggs, all these interceptions. You had Micah Parsons, uh, you know, defense rookie of the year, candidate for defensive player of the year. Both of them were. Um, you know, the defense was solid. Dan Quinn did a great job from like a bad defense to like a top five offense, like top five. Like, but they had a bunch of big games where they put up all those yards and points that yeah. kind of were like the outlier. And the defense was good, but I never was just like they were good from getting turnovers. Like, you don't turn over the ball against them. You saw what happened. They were yeah, the Steelers were moving down the field, just dominate. The Steelers dominate that game on both ends. Um, the Niners. I mean the night. Yeah, sorry. The Niners were dominating that on both ends. They were. Yeah, Steelers did not dominate. Um, Steelers would not have beaten the Cowboys. Uh, I want that on the record. Yeah. But the Niners were just running, doing everything at will, and they got a little close when they obviously, um, you know, Jimmy threw the, ter- the interception. But I want to say one thing: the, the Mike Shanahan, he had two chances where he could basically end the game. Mike fourth, McCarthy. Uh, no, no, no. I mean Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Oh, sorry. Mike Shanahan. Yeah, geez, Mike Shanahan. Uh, Kyle Shanahan. This is a smart coach, and I feel like he's very, very good coach um, in the NFL yeah. because he had two chances, fourth and inches and fourth and one, to, to ice the game at the 50-yard line. And he said, no, my defense is my strength. I'm not going to do yeah. what analytics say because analytics at this point doesn't favor my offense. It favors my defense. And his personal yeah. – that's a smart coach adjusting to everything. So he punts the ball twice. His defense makes two stops. You yeah, know? and if they would have been like, let's say, like the plus twenty, the plus thirty, whatever it was, where they were weren't comfortable with a field goal, I would say it's a little different. But where they were, I'm like, just make them with no timeouts left, make them go down the field, make them. Beat I meant you. even they the play before that, where they had the timeouts, they you know like they and then they you thought it was over. Um, they literally were still running the ball. They were in the Debo reverse, and you know like and they almost got the first down there. But he is fourth and inches. He punts in the play before that was like fourth and one. I mean, he took the he took the uh, false starts, but like he just went. No, we're punting. This is our strength. Make them go ninety yards yeah. on us. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I just think too, going back to your point about like top five defense, top five offense for the Cowboys. Like they play a pretty weak schedule in the NFC East. One, but two, I would really be interested to see. Like, obviously, they're like accumulation of games like but how many teams like defense is 12th or 13th because they're they're up by three touchdowns in the second half and they just are like yeah let's just play prevent like i'd really want to see like the weighted in the nfl um just because i feel like same thing with the offense like last year i mean just to the point last year i think like dak prescott was like before his major injury was averaging like 450 yards a game passing but they were down three to four touchdowns at half and so he was just throwing 60 times a game. And I'm like, that's not a, that's not a fair stat because all he's doing is passing. Teams are just playing soft coverage. Like, that's not real. Yeah. Like, you're right. I'll say just, this. To me, it's it's just so skewed in the NFL. They played these are these are the games because they go like against like decent defense. First game, they scored 29. You know, I'll take the first month out of it because they did score 41 against Eagles in the first month. But I'm also going to say like they only scored 20 against the Chargers and went up. But then they got the Carolina, they scored 36. They played the Giants, they scored 44. They scored 35 in overtime against the Patriots. But you had to go to overtime and they threw the Patriots through a pick six at the end of that. So that helps the defense like stats out. But like you said, Minnesota, good defense, 20. Um, Denver, decent defense, 16. De- played Atlanta, not good, 43. They played the Chiefs, good team, nine. Raiders, not a great defense, 40. 
New Orleans, good defense, 27. You know what I mean? Like they've been yeah. at 56 against Washington, who struggled at the end of the year, 51 against Eagles. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was they, they had those a lot of outlier games. They weren't like consistent. They're up and down, which makes the average up here. Um, like you said, they play bad teams. And, and, and that's just and it, and it showed. It showed in the playoffs. They got absolutely manhandled. It you know, people were saying other oh, about the end of the game, like, no, you deserve to lose. It it's hundred percent on the, the Cowboys. Like you know the ref has to spot the ball, hand him the ball. Oh yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go to the two lot. plays that like I I would just fire I, I would reset my Madden. Like if this is Xbox, I just reset the season. They go they fake a punt on fourth and five, right? And then they keep the punt unit on there on first down. They get it. Yes. They keep the punt team on. Not only that, but the coaches, when you go to the coaching staff, they were telling everyone to hold back, almost like they had practiced this. Like, hey, if we go for it in this situation, we get it fourth and five, or we get we fake a punt and we get it, we're going to keep the punt unit on there and run another play. Like, they had that set up. You know what I mean? Like they, it, it seemed no like they had because he was telling everyone, "No, we're on the play." But then it, everyone was so confused because like they they might have brought it up one time in a meeting. Yeah. Where like a good coaching staff, you know, I don't want to say like like Belichick, they're going to practice that play, that situation over and over and over until everyone. But a good a good coaching staff is going to say, "I'd rather have my offense on the field against their defense. Let's reset. Let's yeah. get back into our offense." Like that, makes, it makes no sense. Then they get the it makes the, no sense. They get the the you know when they reset it at twenty five, and they still got they they're on the field for like a minute. They still got a delay of game. They get Dak out there. They don't even call a timeout. They get a delay of game out of it. It was so dumb, right? It was crazy. It was one of the weirdest things. And then the worst play call of all time, 14 seconds, you're at midfield. You got no timeouts. You're down six. And you run a quarterback draw for like 22 yards. Yeah. Here's the thing. You practice that. You know it takes 12 seconds, so you're trying to get closer. What you don't account for is the quarterback draw. You don't think you're running for 22 yards. They probably have practiced it for like 10 or 12. You get 10. Yes, and then that – so you can you spike it in time. You get closer within like 35 years, call it. The, the 49ers are so far back. They hit them getting like 20 yards off of it, and that takes an extra two seconds. The ref has to now run an extra 10 yards, right? So you don't take into consideration. So you, the thing is, you're not prepared. Coaches have to run these plays because you would tell Dak, hey, 10 or 15 yards, slide, right? 10 or 15 yards, yep. slide so we can get there. Because if you go anything over that, we're not going to have time left. Now, in theory, if it does work, it's kind of like we well, have a second left. You're like kind of smart. My thought is on these games is why not take two shots at like a Hail Mary? Two shots. That's what I didn't get. Like, just take two shots. Two coaches, like, I feel like no one does this, right? If there's 30 seconds and you're at midfield and you have no timeouts, the team is playing prevent, but they're not playing, like, Hail Mary prevent. Yeah. Why not try to get them and off guard? And they have every guy on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. Why not try to catch them off guard, right? Four guys go, pretend like they're running outs, and they all run ups, and you get, like, four, you actually might get one-on-one coverage deep. You know, four guys yeah. against four guys. Why I'm not? I'm glad the Cowboys. They they beat themselves in that whole yeah. game and forty nine. They, they're just there's so many questionable calls and just dumb mistakes. They deserve to lose. I think the four best teams in the NFC advanced anyways. Um, there's so many to blame for that. I know they want to give Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy should be to blame. Um, whoever told him about the fake punt, be blamed too. Uh, Dak should be blamed. Uh, is you he, know the ball he, has to be set. You know the ball has to be set by the ref. 
And if you look at where he started his slide to ver- where it actually tried to set the ball it was like three y- yards further. So I'm like, if you would just hand it, found the ref, handed it to him, let him touch the ball down yeah. right there. You actually got the snap off with like three seconds to go. But instead, you're, you forgot the rules that the ref has to touch the ball down. And it's your own fault. Like, okay. And then Dak's like, oh, I heard they're throwing it at the ref. Like, yeah, that's deserved. Like, no, get out of here. You played like crap all day. That was Like, just wear it on the chin. Be a leader and actually wear that. Yeah. Like you're a, a you're a bum. Like don't don't you you didn't play well. You, oh, you're mad because you didn't get a chance to maybe come back. Like get out of here with that. Kel, That's Kel, absolutely ridiculous. If Kella Moore was like on the like considered to get a head coaching job, I don't know if he's going to get one anymore. At least in the next few years, because that he he, he hasn't coached well the last few games. And yeah. I mean that those some of those play calls. How do you get? You, I just don't understand. Get your best player the ball more often. You have CD Lamb, Amari Cooper. If CD Lamb has one touch, you got to figure a way. Maybe again, run some like little pitch passes, run a run a reverse, or run yeah. a jet sweep. But just get the best player the ball in his hands a couple more times. Pollard only has six carries. Zeke is not Zeke of five years ago. You get Pollard's no. quicker. He's lightning. You know, Zeke's gonna smash the ball up the middle. Get get him. He had six touches. That's insane. So th- th- everyone's to blame on that team. Um, yeah, and Mike total Harvey effort. Like, back. But I guess let's get the rest. We can get into it. We get got four games Let's this week. Let's get into the divisional round. Saturday, we have the Bengals versus Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee minus three and a half, uh, over under 47. I know the Bengals are a hot team. Like, they're playing well. But, I mean, at this rate, everyone's playing well going to the playoffs. Um, from what I've heard, A.J. Brown's help coming back. Possibly, he's more, a pro, more, I think he's probable. And then Derrick Henry, I guess, from what I heard, could have gone week 18 if they needed a win. They didn't. So he had extra two weeks off. Apparently he's going. If he comes back, Cam Akers came back from a a ruptured Achilles in seven months. He looked unbelievable. So Derrick yeah. Henry, I like the Titans in this. Yeah, I'm torn. I haven't had a feel yet on this. Um, I do like the over um, personally because I do think when the Bengals get down, they just sling the ball. I'm not saying they're going to come back and win or whatnot, but you know I could see them going down early. I. I think the Titans, when Ryan Tannehill doesn't handicap them, is very good offensively just because when Derrick Henry gets rolling or just the running game gets going, then they put in the play action to the tight ends, to A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. I think their offense is so balanced or has the ability to be balanced. It just depends. I think home game is going to help them here. They deserve going 12-5. and Losing their best player midway through the year is extremely impressive. They had the most injuries, I believe. For a start, yeah. the most injuries in it's, the entire – people want to complain about injuries. And now, like, the Packers had, like, elite players out. But the Titans had the most injuries of any team yeah. in the NFL. Credit to that offensive that, – that I mean, that coaching staff. Because they had all those yeah, injuries. Derrick Henry's out, and they still got the one seed. A.J. Brown was out. Julio Jones had, like, 500 yards receiving, it feels like, this year. Like, and they still get the one seed. I'm actually yeah. – I think they're getting no respect. I think they're 9-1 to one to win the Super Bowl right now. Right, you might as well take that right now. You take them nine to one right now, knowing that they're going to could win this game. If you think that you, you got a good shot, they can run. They're at home and they could their their offense. If Derrick Henry's healthy, is made to beat the Chiefs. They can run yeah, and pound no. the ball. The Bills they I can agree. run and pound the ball against them and keep that both all those offenses off the field. You know, yeah, out of a rhythm. So I agree. I think they're good. Um, you know, I, I do think Titans win this game. I could see them not covering. 
Um, just because, like I said, I could see them being up 10 points. Two minutes ago, Joe Burrow goes down, slings it, backdoor cover. I could see it. Um, I think it'll be a good game, though. I don't I don't see the Titans just like running away with this. Because um, I do think the Bengals are playing well. They've won four of their last five. They've beat good teams along the way. So I think it'll be a, a good matchup. All right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I want to see some games this weekend because last weekend was just not that exciting as a, as a fan. But with that, going into a game, I'm, I'm a little concerned about 49ers at Lambeau Field. The frozen tundra is supposed to be about one or two degrees as of now. Going to be cold, um, but that's a recipe for success for the 49ers. I mean, they don't want to pass the ball. They'll they'll Bill Belichick you all the way to the freaking zeros across the scoreboard. So five and a half. I will say this. five and a half over under 47 and a half. I will say this. If it's just two degrees and no wind, no snow, there's a, I heard a 50% chance that some flakes. If there is snow on the floor. ground, if there's snow, I actually like the Packers a lot. I passing game that. that defensive line can't get off the field the reaction and then it's harder to run in the snow yeah so um i, I like I the packers if it's just no snow nothing i'll take five Cold. and a half points with a team that's rolling that can run the football set a play action has a good pass rush right they now their defensive backs are a little weak in that whole scheme of the defense you know d-line's unbelievable the linebackers are good Defensive backs are the weak part. So with with errors passing the ball, it gives me a little. Um, I'm a little nervous, but you give me five and a half points with a team that wants to run the ball in the cold. Um, yeah, I just I, <laughs> I do like with that defense line. I do like them. That's what I, I like. Uh, yeah, the no, I can see I'm, an under too. I can see this being another twenty three seventeen game. And I'm with you on that too. Um, I do think. Batiari's going to be a full go. I think Jair Alexander's going to be a full go. I think Zadarius Smith's going to play. I do think the defense, uh, if it's one degree, one thing I will say, Jimmy G's got like a, what, a torn ligament and throwing thumb. That's not going to be easy. Like, that's not ideal. Like, when when you're, when you can't, can't feel the ball, it's going to be tough. Um, yeah. So, I think the key to the game is if the Packers come out and they put seven in the box and they're able to, you know, and the thing is, is that, you know, seven in the box against the 49ers, they do a ton of two tight end personnel, um, bring in Yushek, uh, fullback. So really like almost three tight ends and they'll just pound the ball. If, if, if they can cover up the backside with four guys, I think they'll win. If there's snow on the ground, I think it helps them because I think, you know, you look at their, their end around game is so, it makes spreads out the field so much. If you have Debo trying to cut and he's falling, same with Elijah Mitchell, same with, you know, Ayuk in the middle of the field. Like I, I could see the Packers being okay if if it's just cold. I think it's gonna be a tough one. But with that said, if I'm the Packers, I want the ball to start. I want to score and then just try to get a stop and score and make the 49ers rely on the pass game. Yeah. I think that's the keys to success for Green Bay. Five and a half, I I agree with you is a lot. I'm almost leaning towards San Fran plus five and a half. Um, I'd seen it going back and forth between five and a half and six even. So um, I like that. I like them, the 49ers to cover on that. Um, I'm leaning on the under as well, just because it, it depends. Cause I know Warner has a, a bad ankle injury, but he said he might play both has a concussion. If both doesn't play and Warner doesn't play, that's huge for the Packers. I would probably stay away from the over-under at that point. Yeah. But if they're playing, I would take the under. There's seven teams playing this weekend that could all win the Super Bowl. 
I think. I agree. Other than the Bengals, I agree. all seven are, are – if the Bengals win the Super Bowl, like, God bless them shocked. and great job because I think they're a couple years away, but there's seven teams that if they eat – any one of these teams win the Super Bowl, I'll be like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, look at their team. I think um, the best – I do think the best eight teams in the NFL, though, are in the divisional round, my opinion. Yeah. Just – I thought the Cowboys were were skeptical, just unproven, really, um, and and 49ers took it to them, so yeah. proved proved right there. Um, but with that going into Sunday, we have Rams at Buccaneers. Rams minus three over under set at forty eight and a uh, half. Bucks not Rams. Three. Bucks minus yeah. three. Bucks minus three. That's on me. That's on me. Bucks minus three over under at forty eight and a half. Tampa looks to be about sunny and sixty five. Credit to you for admitting your mistake. Hand up. Great job. It's a man of the people. I'm going to say this. I, uh, As a Patriots fan, obviously, with having Tom Brady, I, no, I'm, what I'm going to say is I like the Rams in this, but then I'm sitting back going, you know how many years I told my uh, all these people, they're just like, oh, I'm going to bet against the Patriots. This year they lose and they don't. And it's like you're bet, And then you, you sit back and you're like, why the hell would I bet against Tom Brady? He's been here. It's a Sunday afternoon where I'm going to be at home. I'm going to bet the Rams, and then they're going to be losing, let's just say, like 28 to 17, and Matt Stafford looks like a quarterback, like the quarterback that he does struggle sometimes. And it's like I tell people for 20 years not to bet against this guy, and then here I am betting against him, and I'm just going to feel uncomfortable. You know what I mean? But I like yeah. the Rams. I like the Rams. But it's one of those things. And it's I the like same it. thing in the next game where Buffalo and Kansas City, it's like Patrick Mahomes has been there, and he's done it. And I'm going to bet against him, and it's just like I'm going to sit back and be like, why, why the hell did I do this? Like, why am I betting against him? Patrick Mahomes, he's been there. He's done this. He just keeps doing it. And in my brain, though, it's like I look at these individual matchups. Sometimes it's just like I can't bet against these guys. These two, they're they're always just here. Yeah. No, they. And, and one thing I will say, the Bucks look very good against the Eagles. Not that that's a super impressive, but the last couple of weeks of the year, with a little like with Godwin out, with AB out of the lineup, like their offense did look pretty iffy. So that you know. To their credit, they they put it together. I am also leaning Rams minus or Rams plus three here. Um, they look good. Again, it's Matt Stafford. Like yesterday was Matt Stafford's first playoff win ever. So it's like, wow, okay. So very unproven in playoffs. Bucks D is getting healthy, but man, can make they were truthfully the Rams. I felt like could have scored fifty if they wanted. I, and I don't know if they just prevented themselves. Like, if they would have just rushed the ball every time, they were getting like eight yards of carry. It's tough because I do think the Rams are so balanced with Cam Akers back, with Sony Michelle. I think they're legit on offense. OBJ, even though he doesn't put up gaudy numbers, he's not facing number ones anymore. And so I think that really helps him out. Cooper's getting, uh, Cooper Cup's getting double teamed. Yeah. So it's, to me, it's just like, man, like that team can just beat you so many ways. Higby in the middle of the field. Yeah, I, and again, they, we could look back and be like, well, the Cardinals were fraud. The, like, it, either either outcome doesn't surprise me, you know? Uh, I guess if yeah. one team blew him out by like 50, but if like Matt Stafford plays bad, then I'd be like, well, he's like 10 now and 60 against teams winning records, you know? Like he hasn't beaten uh, above 600 teams twice in his life. You know, like, uh, uh, so I, yeah. I, I see that no. side of it and he could just struggle. I'm like I lean the Rams, but like again, I'm mean, sitting there watching. I'm like, I, I bet I, I used to tell people for 20 years, you're betting against Tom Brady, you're an idiot, and then here I am being a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and it's tough too because if the Bucks did get some guys back on defense that are like game changers for them, so it's like crap. Like Here's, maybe they got healthy at the right time, and here they go again. And 
it wouldn't shock either way. Either team, whoever wins this game, it will not shock me. Like, I won't be like, wow, I am just really taken back by that. No, like, I can see the Rams blowing out the Bucks. I can see the Bucks blowing out the Rams. I can see being a close game. And no matter what the result is, I'm just going to be like, yeah, that's a good team going to the NFC Championship. JPP has never lost a playoff game. He had, he went to the playoffs wow. twice with the Giants and then last year with the Bucks. Never been in the playoffs other than that. Isn't that crazy? That is a wild stat. Yeah. All right. Um, last game, Kansas City hosting the Bills. Kansas City's minus two over under 55. I have, Pound the over. Yeah, and I have no feel for this game. Zero feel. Because both teams just dominated where you're like, wow. Are you saw like two very lead offenses. But like, here's what I got to say. Chiefs beating the Steelers the way they did is much less impressive than the Bills handling the Pats. So I give the Bills a more impressive win there in a more like a more like literally didn't punt, scored a touchdown every possession other than the final kneel down. I'll, I'll, so I'll go on I'm record. Like, I don't think they're going to do that again because if they that's insane. I, well, I agree. I agree. But like just a very dominating performance against a top five defense and a defense that causes havoc. Um, you know, they 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 looked so good. And then you're like to me, it's like the Chiefs played like a team that's didn't belong. So I'm like. Okay, they they did what they should have done. Like they did that wasn't a shock to I mean it was a 13 point spread. Um I'm leaning Bills plus 2, but it goes back to the point like Patrick Mahomes has been there. Their offense has been there. Tyreek seemed to be healthy. Travis Kelsey's there. They I mean they have so many weapons on offense. It's like and now you have what's it McKinnon in the backfield or whatever his name is, McKissick in the backfield that just ran all over the Steelers. I'm like, man, they could I'm leaning. I'm going to take the over just because I think it'd be a ton of yeah, points. Yeah, no, I like I like that play. I this is this is a tough game. I think this is what I think is going to happen. I think in people's brain that they're betting, they're going to be like, "Oh, everyone's going to be on the Chiefs." I actually like the Bills, but in reality, I think a lot more people like the Bills who will bet against the Bills or bet for the Bills. Yeah. And and then you're going to look and you're going to be like, "Whoa!" Like seventy percent of the money and bets are on the Bills. Like I'm going. Kansas, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, the line went from two and a half to two already. Um, so when it came out, so obviously people are on the bills. Uh, but yeah, there's no feel. I guess it, it comes down to it's like you're taking Josh Allen, who's playing very, very well, or Patrick Mahomes. One person's won this game three years in a row, or been to it three years in a row, and won two of them. The other one has been here last year and lost, and it's in Kansas City. Kansas yeah. City is big, not big an difference. easy place to play. I'm going to tell you this. Um, Bills fans can get on me all they want in Buffalo. Buffalo, trash city. All right, that city stinks. One. Two, it, what, people are like, oh, it's so loud. It wasn't. I've been to louder stadiums in my life. It was not loud. It was, they were just jumping in joy. They're a bunch of drunks. Love them. Bills fans, they're great. But they are kind of assholes. We, again, I've been to a lot of away stadiums wearing Patriot gear, People were usually like nice. They joke around, give you shit. These people, like after the game, were like walking back to the hotel, just like being just, I mean, dicks. Like even the girls we were with, it was mean. They were mean. And it wasn't even like funny banter. They are, I think they have this complex that they're from New York, that they want to be New York City assholes, but they also want to be blue collar. And they're trying to do both and it just comes off bad. My buddy's from Rochester that we went with. He was just like, I hate Buffalo people, but we're Bills fans. It's just like it's it's weird. They they seem great in tailgates. They're jumping through tables. They're all seem ha la. Their shirts are off. They're going nuts. But I mean, we get there, people start like yelling at us. We didn't say a word, 
And then all of a sudden, two Bills fans just start fighting each other. They get yelling at each Psychos. other. It, they're, they're insane. They're just, they're, they're. You need, sometimes you got to be insane to win a Super Bowl. But these people, I'm telling you, it was crazy. And right. they act like they've won 10 Super Like they act, that Bills, I'll say it's Twitter. People are always like, oh, I hate Patriots Twitter. I hate Packers Twitter. Whenever your team's good, everyone says they hate that Twitter. But Bills Twitter is, is they, they're act. One guy said, I wouldn't trade the Patriots past 20 years because we got Josh Allen for the next 10. So it's like, you wouldn't trade six Super Bowls? No, we had Josh Allen for the next 10. It's like, I, that makes no sense. You're They're the crazy people. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, to, to their point, everyone always is a homer. You know, they, they are obnoxious, but hey, let them have their moment. Let them have their moment. That's also why I want... I don't I, think it's going to help. What's going to happen, everyone I don't loves think Bills they, fans, but as soon as they start winning and they're obnoxious, people are going to hate that. Like, I mean, it's like Golden State. Everyone loved Golden State when they made their run. Now everyone hates Golden State. Patriots fans are obnoxious too. What? Every fan base has every fan base has obnoxious fan. When but when you win, it's the worst. Bills are psychos. Yeah. Yeah. Um hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think it's gonna be a close game though. I I hope it's a close game because I think these two teams are offenses are so elite that if they both I want to just see them both do what they want to do on offense where it's like a back and forth, maybe a crazy turnover, a big sack late in the game i just hope it's since both teams can put up points in bunches i hope one i just hope they both do it i hope it's not like oh the chiefs are up 28 to 7 and half or vice versa like i want to see i want to see four good games this weekend because i think they should be good games um I will you know i don't see any, i don't see any games getting out of hand but then i just don't know like each team's offenses really have the ability to put up 40 points any day they want if they execute. So I'm on Tennessee. I'm on uh the 49ers. I'm on the over in the Bills game and I'm on the I'm on Kansas City. Those are my four plays. If I'm taking a favorite, I want a 100 point blowout. So I want the Chiefs yeah. when I have the Steelers or the Steelers, Jesus Christ. I, the 49ers. Yeah, I want a good game. I got five and a half points worth it. I want a good game. You know what I mean? Yeah. As a better, I'm sitting there going, yeah, as a fan, you want some good games. But when you when you have a favorite, you want them to win by 70. And especially if I, that'd be great if the Titans could just come out, run the ball, and dominate. And the, I would just love to see Bill's Twitter come back down to earth. Um, that They, they yeah. just really got me mad. So I'm, I'm against the Bills. And I, and I hate I hate the Chiefs. So this is a tough spot for I'm me. I'm on uh, – right now, I'm leaning Bengals plus three and a half. Don't have an official play yet. I don't have an official play in the Packers game as a Packers guy. I need to see the weather. If it's snowing, which – and I don't mean just like flurries. Like if there's snow on the field yeah. or like, you know, they got – you know, something like that, like the Packers there um, for Sundays. And I and also that will determine if I like an over or not in that game or an under in that game. And then in the Sunday games – I like the Rams plus three, to be honest. I I do. Um, I think their offense is clicking. Their defense has played very well. And they, if they can get pressure with Aaron Donald and Von Miller and those guys, they're they're going to be tough. And then, um, gosh, the this, this Sunday afternoon game, I'm leaning Bills right now. I just – it's tough to bet against Kansas city and Kansas city. Like, and it's such a close line that it's like, okay, I, the bills aren't going to cover if they don't win. So yeah, I'm gonna go Kansas city minus two. Okay. 
Um, I want to go one more rant before we end because we have a few more minutes. Is it about the Patriots? No, 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 no. Different sport. Um, I won the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm going to say this right now. You, I can't stand you old ass people that are this, these voters. These guys are, these guys are so annoying. They literally, I don't understand. I get like maybe because baseball is so much a, you can't be a unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer. I get that. You want to do that? You don't want to vote just that. There's a guy that, that sends in a blank ballot every, ballot every time. He should be revoked of his voting. You yeah, can't send a blank. That, that's messed know. up. How does someone go from the first time they're in? Like Jim Rice took 15 years to get in. He went from like 48 to 52. How are you a voter for 15 years and you don't vote the guy in for the first 14? And then year 15, you're like, oh yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. He hasn't played in 20 years. How does this? Nothing changes. What goes through your brain? What, like I don't. It's it's it should be this. I think the Hall of Fame is becoming in all sports is becoming almost like diluted. It should have been the elite of the elite like the top 1% people in the sport, at, in their era. So you go like this. I'm going to say a name. If, it, if you don't automatically say Hall of Famer, if you think about it, if you're like, ooh, I don't know, maybe don't vote them in. Maybe go and do a little research of their stats during their time in that era. Guys aren't hitting 500, home, 600 home runs anymore. So go do it. Like, look at his like seven, eight-year stint. Was he one of the best players in like six or seven years at that time? Like running backs aren't valuable right now. Like the guys have three to five-year careers. So you look at it, Derrick Henry for five or six years steer is the best running back in the NFL Hall of Famer and has stats to back it up. He didn't do it for two or three years. He did it for that. Terrell Davis, yes, he had two, three good years. I don't know if he's necessarily a Hall of Famer. He had elite years, but he didn't do it for like enough years, like the minimum of like five years, I think, to be like in the Hall yeah. of Fame. That's my but idea. But to the point too, put the to the point too, like what makes the writers qualified to vote? Like same thing with like the MVP for the NFL. Like what who makes these 50 writers? Like, let the GMs, the players, coaches, the coaches vote for some of this stuff or get a say. Because, like, to me, it's like like the, the guy that came out was like, yeah, I won't vote for Aaron Rodgers because he it's put it. his team through so much harm. And I'm like, it's how so are dumb. you qualified to They're vote? Not, you, sh- you should get your – there should be a person that oversees stuff and revokes votes from people. Hey, you yeah. don't give them. You're giving yours to someone else because this – you're not voting – like, a person that votes in – Barry Bonds, but not Roger Clemens. Like that makes no sense to me. If you're against because of it, steroids, it doesn't make sense to me that Barry Bonds isn't in the Hall of Fame well, either. And his sense is so crazy. But what I'm saying is, if you if you're against the steroid thing, that's fine, right? If you're yeah. like, hey, his stats, they're, they're, whatever. But you can't vote Barry Bonds and not Roger Clemens. They should have yeah. the same percentages because they are both dominant before steroids. Both they're MVPs, both dominant player in their generation, and, and everyone was on steroids. Dudes that were batting 216 know. were on steroids because you know what? They were a 178 hitter in the minor leagues, took steroids, and get and like I just don't even care. Like, yeah. who cares? Yep. You still got to hit the ball. Yeah. Like, just because you're stronger. Yeah. Now you get more hits, more home runs. I get it. But wh- whatever. He's still, his stats are so crazy. And he's so absurd out there on it. Right. Um, so there's that. Then the, the, the all star voting that the fans get to vote for people. I cannot stand this. And like, the writers put people in. I get like Kobe gets to go in his last year, even though he was averaging like 17. Derek Dreeter's last year, he said it was his last year, gets to get voted in. Because it was I, averaging 17. But it's not it all-star caliber. What I'm getting at is not all-star caliber, right? Those numbers. But it's his last year. I get it. You get Derek Jeter's last year. He was batting like 230. Let him in. It's his last year. Hurrah. But my problem is when you vote for these all-stars, they get in. Like, like Shaq was like a 15-time all-star. He didn't play 15 healthy seasons. 
So you got like yeah. Kyrie right now, all-star voting. Clay Thompson, all-star voting. You get these people that go to all-star games. And what it does is when you get to the voting for like, again, the Hall of Fame at the end of the year or at the end of their careers, it's like, oh, he's a 15-time all-star. Let's compare him to someone else who's only a 10-time all-star. I'm just using like, and, the, and, and it's like, well, let's look at his year. His first two years, that guy actually should have been in it, but you're voting for Shaq because Shaq was a famous guy. And, he, and I don't know exactly if it's Shaq. It's just a popularity contest. Yeah, and it, that's what it is. It's, oh, Kyrie gets in the all-star. He played 10 games this year before the all-star break. Clay Thompson game didn't play any, and they're great players, but you're costing – potentially costing someone else a spot. So then these guys don't get in. So now you get like a guy Devin like Booker not being Devin Booker. So Devin Booker's career is all said and done. He might only have nine all-stars and he should have 12, you know? So when they're voting for the hall of fame, you're going to be like, well, this person had 12 all-stars. This was a nine time all-star. It's like, well, let's look back at everything. He should have been a two time all, you know, like that's my problem with these, the yeah. fan votes. It's it should be popular. GMs, coaches and players gms can have 50 percent. coaches could go 25 and gms could and players could go 25 percent. and you vote and you get points you know like whatever that's how it should go in my ass so that's my rant for the day the hey, i i agree completely i think they i mean obviously the all-star game is all about the fans supposedly but it's so skewed so she like you look at the in the nba all-stars voting for this year that's just being you know determined right now going to the, the hall of fame voting i just don't get how you're a hall of famer you're not, if you're not a Hall of Famer year one, how are you ever? Just because I don't get that. I don't get how you can say, like, this year I'm not a Hall of Famer, but next year I am. Like, that doesn't make sense to me because obviously I'm not playing. So my stats yeah. aren't getting better. Yeah. So I don't get how, like, people from year one to year 15 are getting, like, 30% increases. Makes no sense. Um, I think that needs to change. I think MVP, like, wh what makes these people qualified, these media people, like, that are obviously, like, homers or very strongly opinionated – Makes no sense to me there either. I think it's all skewed. I think it's all just it's it's just gimmicky at this point, especially they, now that they everyone have has to come out with why they're voting. For, so, like, let's say Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady is a two league cans for MVP. Let's say a guy votes Tom. He voted Tom Brady over Aaron Rodgers. All right, why? Well, same record. I know one of the ones he won. More touchdown passes, more yards, more this. All right, you brought stats, and that's why you voted. Okay, cool. That's fine. At least you, you brought something. Not. Yeah. I don't like Aaron Rodgers because he didn't get vaccinated. That is dumb. Yeah. Has nothing to do. How about we? Here's a thought. Uh, we got to invite Aaron on the show because yeah, I think should. he would. Here's love a thought, media people. Um, a person could be, you can appreciate their athletic ability, what they do on the field, and then maybe not like them off the field. Yeah. There, there's are two different things. If we went through every person, what they did off the field, there's a lot of people, media members don't talk about some weird stuff. I don't want to say names because I'm not trying to, but like, you know, someone, you know, that maybe Great. plays wide receiver 100%. for the Chiefs wasn't a really good guy in college right grant the running back for i don't know a team that's black and orange wasn't really a good guy in college but you know what they grew up they but no one seems to bring that up but aaron rogers and vaccinated where that's why we're not going for mvp okay it's it's ridiculous like at that point like he should just not be allowed to vote but i just think it, they should just yeah. change it in general and like leave it up to the players like leave it up to the peers like who is the most valuable like come on like get out of here with that but you know, that's not, I just don't see how that can change that now because it's been, you've been doing it so long the same way. Like, you can't <laughs> I, change it. I was just listening to a, a podcast this morning and it brought up a point that I thought was so funny and I actually started get, making me mad. And it was just like he was interviewing uh, Braxton Berrios and he dates like a very attractive like person. And he, he was like, I hate, you can't be an athlete, good looking, and date hot. You can't, you can't have it all. I don't like you. I like ugly players or something like that. I started going like, yeah, kind of all the guys I kind of jealous of, I hate. 
Like, it's like, even like Edelman, it's like, oh, he dates all these hot girls. Like, what the heck? You know, because he kind of like looks like me, you know, like he like short. Well, obviously he's in better shape and I meant short white, like. That is a hot take. No, no, I don't like that. I meant yourself? like, you know, like, you know what I meant? I'm not like, he's not like six foot set. Like, I can't compare myself to Tom Brady, who's six, four tall, like at least a shorter guy. I'm like, oh, damn, I kind of get jealous of them with like Braxton Berrios. It's like, damn. And then he and then he goes like, oh, I was also valedictorian. <laughs> And I was like, you motherfucker. Sorry for he my language. But I was like, this guy has it all. Unbelievable. Has Made me all. mad. Has it all. Yeah. Hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles sometimes, you know? So if I see him in New York City, I won't say anything because uh, he beat beat me up. But Be- yeah, I am jealous. Big time. Jealous of Braxton Big time. So. All right. Well, with that said, I think that wraps up uh, another episode of the Taylor Fade podcast. Um Hey, I think we have four good games on, on the slate for this weekend. I hope they're close. I hope they're exciting and they come down to the wire. Um, I think the fans deserve it. But with that said, hey, download the Vookie app today. Go to the App Store. Get it from the link in the bio. It's absolutely free. Just make it a part of your everyday routine. It's sports content, clips, links to podcasts, and it gives you the ability to access risk-free sports betting where you can enter to win raffle prizes such as electronics and everyday items. Unfortunately, the boys I had to pay did for not this. I had to pay for this. Did not get the Lululemon gift card last time. I had to pay for this. So that came out of my uh my car my credit card, but uh, with that said, hey, that's the way the cookie crumbles. We're back. We're going to win tickets to the waste management open, Kygo, Sam Hunt. Those are for me. Scott, don't enter because I'm tired of you diluting my chances. But download it today, and we'll see you next week. Also, the more people that subscribe, hear me out. The more people that subscribe, the more people that download, the more people that listen, the more ad revenue we can get to get better and bigger prizes. That's basically all is going to recycle into the company. So the more people that subscribe, more people that download, the more people that follow, the more people that listen, we give this. Instead of a $100 gift card to Lululemon, it might be... 250 500 instead of going to Ki- like a Kyle concert it could be like a, a weekend like, like to Coachella like the more the more we get the more money at I'm just saying that's how it works you get more money you put it back into the business bigger prizes that's what we're gonna do we're not I'm not pocketing this money I'll get pocketing this money all right it's gonna go back into the company the more ads we get the more better prizes we can do you know Chipotle might be $200. Who knows? But we need you to subscribe. We need you to listen. We need you to download. We need to get, get these followers and listeners up. All right? That's it.